Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's a 200-mile-per-hour boat. It's the Food Show, and we're live with Al Copen Jr. and James Musser. We're talking some great things. Uh, we went to uh, eating food to fighting cancer, and we're rolling back into food again. And, you know, the Copeland family has been known for not being afraid to throw concepts out there. You know, they are, especially Big Al, he, he, was, he was not scared of, of doing things that have never been done before. We're not talking about Popeyes. We're talking about, not talking about Copelands, but you can just imagine all the, I mean, all the concepts that's been up and, uh, you know, just to keep it fresh and keep it new. And, and that has not stopped. In fact, uh, Al Copeland Jr., He's his daddy's son. He's keeping it alive, and there's a couple of new concepts just starting, and uh, ones are going to open within the next month or so. And uh, you have a new catering company that uh, you've launched. Has it launched, or is it about to launch? No, it's officially launched. It's it's good to go. Okay, well, tell us about it. Let me just tell you first of all how how it happened and how I think it fits so so well. I mean, it's about timing, really. And um, first of all, New Orleans is one of the culinary capitals of the United States, you know, and we we recognize that and we want to put that food out there and, and do it really well. Uh, it's our first offsite catering division that we've ever opened, and Mirepoix, as you know, is. Uh, is like the holy trinity of Cajun cooking, right. but it's done with onions, celeries, and carrots. So uh, Mirepoix has a nice ring to it. I love the name. I think it says sophistication. And as you notice, it doesn't say Copeland's in the name. And the reason we didn't want to do that is because we don't want people to get confused. And Chef James here is going to take you through the food because it, it's such a diverse menu. It, it, I don't, wouldn't want anybody to think that they're just getting Copeland's food. You can get Copeland's food, but there's an amazing array of other menu items that you can get. And the reason that this is so uh, just perfect right now, I mean, we've got, Copeland's is 35 years old uh, this uh, past year, so we're working on 36. And we've got a great culinary history and a love and passion for New Orleans food and just serving food in general. And this gives us an opportunity to show off, uh, you know, creative people that work for us to show off and showcase their food, which they love to do. And, um, And I just think the other thing about this is just utilizing our resources. We've got uh, six or seven restaurants uh, around uh, within a 60-mile ring of New Orleans. So we've got the skilled labor force, the cooking skilled labor force, the serving skilled labor force to pull from. So we have a a, a qualified uh, staff to be able to pull from in order to do these events. And, you know, they're underutilized in their restaurant. It's an opportunity for them to flex their muscle, expand their wings, and and, and develop some new skills and so forth. So I'm really excited about it. I, I think it's a great business to be in, and we're now uh, can be able to take this experience, and we go wherever you go. Yeah. And you know what's so fun about that? I mean, I've never, I've never witnessed it, but just outside looking in, the catering business, it's a different day every day. It's mm-hmm. not going, rolling into the same kitchen, cooking the same food. It's a different challenge every day, and I think that's what makes – 
Uh, some of these canyon companies stay on their toes, keeps it fresh, and it keeps it fun. And mm-hmm. James, you're at the helm of that. Yes, sir. Man, that's awesome, man. That's a that's a lot of that's a that's a lot of weight on the shoulders, man. But you're the man for the job. Ah, uh, no problem. I'll take it any day. <laughs> what's some of the, what's some of the food you love uh, popping out? Well, so. Uh, so Mirapaw, we have our entire catalog, our entire archive at our fingertips. I can do everything that any of our concepts have ever done, uh, from Copeland's to Cheesecake Bistro to Estrella, even throwbacks like Rap and Roll or uh, Super Popeyes. If we have the physical ability to produce the food, we can and will do it. And we also have, uh, have food that we've never even thought of that we can customize for your events. Uh, R- Rachel Lapkin, who is our, our my counterpart in the front of house, she, she books all the parties and she talks to all the clients. And there is no no, basically. If, if you want it and we can do it, we'll, we'll do it for you. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And you have a not only do you, you will come, you also have a, a banquet facility. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can come to you as well. Yeah, at the, at, uh, the Copeland Tower, we have, uh, we have the, the, the ballroom that you mentioned earlier that uh, is, is shared space with the hotel and they produce uh, banquets and, and parties out of that all the time. And whenever we need to, to roll in and do a Mirapaw event, that it's available to us. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Right. Everything we are indeed over the years that we yeah. put in the file and didn't put on the menu. I mean, we've got it available. Uh, and so it's really light stuff, too. I mean, I, I think that Copeland's has looked at most of the food feels is heavy. And we've got some just great flavorful dishes that are, that are super light and super elegant as past foods that are just phenomenal. Is, mm-hmm. is there a way to get in touch with uh, the Mirapaw group as far as website? or? Yeah, our, our website is, is, is up right now. Um, it's a mirrorpoiscatering.com, and you can uh, it has all the contact information for for Rachel, and for the company itself there. Yeah, I'm not sure how many events you've done yet because it's it's super brand new, mm-hmm. but I went to uh, the launch party. Uh, it, it had to be in the in the last three weeks or so, and uh, it was absolutely amazing. Yeah. I'm talking about, you know, you you live in New Orleans, you know the. That's why the restaurants in New Orleans got to be so good because the home cooks are so good. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, I've been around plenty of chefs over the years. Uh, you know, my team last night, I mean yesterday on the on the on the food show was uh, Tori McPhail with Commander's Palace. Yeah. And uh, he just uh, opened a, a new restaurant with T. Martin called Picnic, and he mm-hmm. was he had some fried chicken here. And I brought Let's up some remnants tomorrow. <laughs> to, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was really good. And <laughs> and. Uh, I, I told him I was going to go by and get a piece for y- y'all to try. but uh, oh, I've tried it. Yeah. It's, it's serious. But I didn't make it. But what I'm saying is, you know, this, this when that launch party, if that was just a little taste of the portfolio that you guys have, and you, you can come to people's homes or you can go to event spaces or come to uh, uh, their backyard or event parties and just knock it out the park, it's at the food is absolutely amazing, and you're right, Al. I had something. I had the best prime rib I've ever had, and uh, that's my business is cooking beef. And I couldn't. Have, I, I don't know how y'all did that. I don't know if it's a special machine that, that know, cooked maybe that. Maybe I'll sell you some spice. Oh man, it was crazy. <laughs> yeah, spice holes in the moisture, man. We get nice and juicy. And that's what y'all are like. That's what if, if when you know Copeland's, they, they 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 put the spice on it, and it's not it's not necessarily spicy. It puts that flavor to it, and uh, and I had some I had some great like uh, uh, hors d'oeuvres and uh, just light. Uh, uh, I had a gumbo. Uh, Honestly, I had these... we had like ten hors d'oeuvres and we had like uh, seven food stations with, with, with gumbo. It's made of basil chicken, 
We had like a cauliflower gratin with that prime rib. Uh, we had barbecue shrimp over rosemary grits, you know, a, a lavish dessert station. And part of that was we, uh, Haydell's Bakery helped us out with. And, yeah, it was And, and it nothing subpar. So that's yeah. going to be fun for y'all to uh, put that out. And that's, that's happening right now. So, you know, uh, what's the website again on Mirepoix? Mirepoixcatering.com. And, and if, if I've been to the website, it is really lively. When you look at this website, uh, you know, you're going to be hungry right away because it's, it's just, it's, it just shows you exactly mm-hmm. what they do and where they're going from. And the Copeland family, with over 35 years, I mean, it's more than 30. Copeland's of New Orleans has been open that long. That's older than me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and just... The family's been involved in the culinary industry and so rooted in the culinary community. And they're branching off to service you at your own home or your own event space that you're choosing. And that is absolutely amazing. Yeah. Yeah, we're, um, we've been um, uh, um, approved as, uh, as, a, as a vendor uh, at about 10 different locations. I don't know them off the top of my head, but they're on the website. And uh, so, uh, you know, we want to be available to as many people as possible. We're new. We just, I mean, March, I mean, uh, February 20th was our launch party uh, where we just put it together and kind of went to market with it. So, I mean, we're, we're a month out the gate. And um, so we've got a few gigs going, but uh, uh, a lot of proposals out there at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to happen. It's going to mm-hmm. fall right in line. Because Thank you. Y'all are doing a great job. And uh, also, you know, when you think of... Uh, Anything else y'all want to say about Mirepoix? Uh, we'll be helping out uh, Chad Landry in his next event coming up, but we'll be uh, representing there too as well. Uh, Lymphomaniacs. 1,600 people at the Mardi Gras World. Yeah. Oh, man, I remember that all too well. Mm-hmm. Seven, big 70s party, man. Yeah. It's crazy. That, that was the best party I have ever been to. I tell Chad this. Lymphomaniacs, it's actually, I'm on a Hogs team, Hogs for the Cause team, so it's not hurting uh, uh, Chad to promote hogs because he sold out you can't go if you wanted to go that's right uh but anyways i went last year to this 70s party and all the money goes to uh you know battle lymphoma and i took a little date with me and it was absolutely the funnest party not just a fundraiser party i'm talking about party i've ever been to i I found myself dancing my butt off Ending up, some guy gave me this gold coin. I was dancing so hard. And this gold, he made it to the final. And then the same guy on the stage lifts up the gold coin and says, hey, if you got a gold coin, come to the stage. And it was a dance party. And I was contest. a little... Contest. It was a contest. And I was, me and my date, we were a little too uh, <laughs> over the edge for a contest because uh, Chad told me the next day after we absolutely embarrassed ourselves that... Uh, these people look forward to this contest, and they practice and practice and practice and practice. So it was cool to make the stage, but mm-hmm. obviously when we were on stage, uh, <laughs> we fell short. But uh, definitely it's awesome that y'all are going to be there. Yep. And uh, uh, coming up, you know, I think that's uh, – everybody knows the concepts from Al Copeland, from uh, Copeland's of New Orleans to Cheesecake Bistro, and – the Cheesecake Bistro that was on St. Charles that uh, I absolutely loved. And my favorite thing was that that bread bowl with uh, what was in that? Barbecue pa- shrimp. Barbecue shrimp. That was my first taste at Cheesecake Bistro. Like when, when that came around, when that restaurant was, was uh, opening, they, they flipped, oh, they flipped it from Strayus to Cheesecake Bistro. I was working as a, as a cook in Copeland's and Slidell. 
And at the time, we were running a contest. It was a crawfish zydeco contest. And it was a company-wide contest, and they had two layers, company-wide and then store level. And uh, within the store, basically, the managers picked teams of servers and cooks and dishwashers and whatnot. And I remember uh, my, my store, Slidell, won the contest for the entire company, and my team, I was just a line cook. You know, all I contributed was making salads all day. And my store won it, and then my team won it for the restaurant. Uh, and the prize was uh, a stretch limo ride picked our team up from Copeland's and Slidell and drove us to St. Charles at this location that we're about to reopen again. And treated like royalty. We had a red carpet rolled out. We walked <laughs> in. We sat down at the best table in the house. And my very first taste, my very first bite of what Cheesecake Bistro had to offer at the time was that barbecue shrimp linguine and that pizza possible. Pizza possible. And you can, can you get so you can't you can't get that at Copeland's, right? No, not, not like that. No. And see, that's what's so amazing is you have all these just a, a, a couple of concepts, not a stone's throw from each other, and it's you know the foods the foods different, and 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 they work, and that's what you're good at, and that's what that that takes the team that puts that together takes that takes so much talent, so much strategy, and so much thinking and know-how. So that mirepoix is just gonna, I'm telling you, it's gonna it's gonna I hope you're ready. <laughs> We're ready. We're ready. That's, I mean, without that staffing, you know, we wouldn't be ready. We, we have to have the staff uh, to be able to accommodate a, a first-class event. And um, we're ready for that. Food's ready. Um, the kitchen's ready. The, the Copeland Tower provides us that great R&D lab you talked about. Yep, yep. Plus there's another kitchen downstairs. And we've also got, uh, you know, our kitchens within our restaurants and other opportunities if we need to expand from there. Yep. And we're going to be coming into a break in the next few minutes. But I'm going to... I'm going to start it off. Uh, the you know Cheesecake Bistro it shut down uh, months back, and there's about to be something new on the horizon from Al Copeland Jr. and another chef along with James. We'll tell you about it. This is the Food Show, 105.3 FM HD2. All right, y'all, uh, Liba, you're on the Food Show, 105.3 FM HD2. Yeah, we're, we're here in uh, J.W. Kennedy with Parkway Bakery. We're standing, I'm standing in for Mr. Tom Fitzmorris, the legend. Hope him and Mariana are having a wonderful time, and uh, I'm going to miss uh, being on the show until the next time they go on vacation. But, look, we got some great things to talk about coming up right now. Uh, we're talking, we've been talking to Al Copeland Jr., James Musser. Uh, and, and, and we were just talking about the Cheesecake Bistro, the, the, the brick and mortar on St. Charles that's been iconic there for years, uh, has uh, recently closed uh, due to Al wants to do something different. And he's doing something different. And it's happened. It's coming soon. It's right on the cuff. And Al, I want, I want you to talk about it. I think it's something different that uh, coming from the Copelands that anyone's ever seen. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. It is uh, it's very different, but it, it's very close to our roots, very close to home. Uh, the name of the concept is called Nole, the Cuisine de las Americas, the queen, Cuisine of the Americas. And Nole is uh, the blend of the word Nola and Ole, Nole. Yep. And so um, this, this all started with uh, trying to be the best restaurant we could be in the location that we have. 
what a location that is. There's 10,000 square feet of restaurant downstairs. There's 100 off-site parking spots there uh, that are just amazing because it was an old car dealership back in the day. Uh, oh, this building opened in 1917 as a, as a Packard dealership and ended up closing as a Stevens Imports uh, Mercedes-Benz dealership before we took it over and opened Stray years ago. People might remember the fight between my dad and uh, Ann Rice. That was quite a wicked uh, process back then. But um, anyway, we really sought out, out to, to determine what the unmet need of the neighborhood. There's a lot of people in New Orleans doing a lot of great food, man. And, and, and just the food is not going to cut it anymore. You need to have an experience or a story behind the whole thing, and it's got to be very purposeful. It has to be authentic. And if you want somebody to call you out on your shit, New Orleans is the place to do it. Sorry, <laughs> stuff. No, they got a, they got a anyway, delay. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, the uh, uh, the uh, but New Orleans will do that. I mean, it's it's real it's real cooking, and and we need to make sure that we're we're authentic in every way. So I want to tell you a little bit about the story that got us here. Uh, I was uh, raised uh, from the age of about uh, six years old to twelve years old. Uh, in Homa, Louisiana, and, and my, my mother's side of the family, is, uh, her last name was Lecomte. And uh, they were true French Cajuns, and they hunt what they ate, and they grew from their garden, and they really spiced their food very well, all fresh uh, from the garden. Talk about farm to table and, 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 and from the garden to the table. That was truly uh, the experience that I grew up in, and my father grew up in, and that helped birth Popeye's. Uh, but in this case, I wanted to pay homage to that uh, history and of my life, and and how I can bring that freshness in that in that Cajun French, you know, to life. And but I said, you know, there's plenty of that going around here, so I, I need to come up with another way to do it. So I said, you know, one of the single grow a growing uh, populations is a Spanish population, and not only that, but uh, the food category itself has been growing at a, at a high rate. So I said, I'm interested in, it wasn't Mexican. Like, I wanted Latin. I yeah. wanted South American, you know, Middle American. I wanted to, to really take in the cuisine and the cultures of that. And the more I dug into it, man, I, I couldn't believe how much of it was so similar in so many ways. Not only the use of, um, like, pork products from andouille to chorizo to couchon de lait, but uh, the chilies and the peppers from, you know, the cayenne, jalapenos, bell peppers, uh, and uh, poblano peppers. Uh, you know, the seafood is used heavily in both of these cultures. Uh, the layering of flavors is just phenomenal when you look at what they're doing here with uh, gumbos and mole, moles and, and jambalaya and paella, those kind of things. Uh, beans and rice play a big part in both cultures. Uh, the po'boy and the torta uh, are very big flavors using diverse ingredients. Uh, and, and then the use of hot sauces, I mean, incredible in both cultures. And the sopapillas and the beignets, I mean, man, it, it just, it continued to layer on the food similarities in the, of this. And it wasn't just with food, I mean, it was culturally too. There were so many things that were happening that, that I felt were, perp were so right, especially for New Orleans. I mean, we call it the French Quarter, but it's really the Spanish Quarter. Yeah. I mean, back in the 17, 1800s, I mean, ruled by Spain, and so was, um, uh, the Americas, so is South America. So in, in a lot, in so many ways, there's architecturally a lot of things going on that are just awesome. Yeah, and you know what, when I, I was talking to you a couple of weeks ago, and I was asking you a question that, uh, you know, I'm probably going to get this halfway right, but I know halfway is better than uh, no way right, is uh, 
I thought because you know where your family's from, from from visual, uh, you can't tell uh, if someone's uh, Cajun French or it's Lanos, and it's Lanos people. They came from the Canary Islands, and uh, they a lot a lot they have a festival I think in Saint Bernard Parish, mm-hmm. and it's like a Cajun Creole type festival, but it celebrates the Spanish community. And I know mm-hmm. I got that part right, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and that 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 fits right up the alley, and that's that's oh, that's New Orleans. That's 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 the history, you know. It's gonna it's gonna be. A, I'm so excited for you, and I can't wait to see all the great things that are coming out of that building. Well, you know what's interesting is I don't know much about Latin food, uh, so I said I need to hire a chef. So <laughs> I, I said I need to hire someone that really knows that uh, that food. And uh, I tell you, it was uh, Chris Lux uh, was is working with me, still running um, Harris Steakhouse. But he was working with me to help develop the menu, and uh, he his his grandparents did to him what my grandparents did to me on the Cajun French side. He got the same experience from his grandparents on the Latin side. Oh, that's uh, awesome! And, and, and it was the stories were so similar. We said, "No, we got to get together and birth this thing. This is amazing." So this thing just kept developing, and when I really started to think about it from a cultural perspective, I got really excited about it because. I mean, we celebrate food in very similar ways. Uh, like we talk about our next meal, the way that we do here and the way they do there. Um, we, um, you know, we, 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 we take food and drink at every gathering, whether it's a celebration of funerals, birthdays, or anniversaries. I mean, uh, and then the carnival, the carnival and the Mardi Gras. You know, look at the look at the similarities here. They just continue to layer in. I mean, the Catholic Lent traditions uh, are, are, are similar. Uh, I, I cannot believe how it continued to layer on. I just, this is a perfect concept, and no one's doing this. No one's done this, and um, and we're perfectly qualified to do it. And it's not a fusion, you know. It's true, authentic in each way. When you look at the menu, I mean, there's ingredients like merleton is used on the in there. We smoke pecans and okra is used, and uh, you know we have uh, you know a red bean salsa uh, that we're doing there, and we use. Um, we do a couchon de la paella. Oh, uh, man. Know, and, of course, we got a fried chicken on the menu. we got Al's fried chicken fajitas. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to have a blast with this thing, man. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. we got cracklins served with Mexican pork stew. Uh, so I, I, just, I just feel really good about it. It's uh, definitely it's, it's the untold story that just got to be told. When do you... Uh, when do you uh, uh think uh, opening day will be is there, is there an opening day or are you still in the, the opening works? day is is uh, scheduled for march 28th i mean a few oh, days wow, from now. wow right. wow okay yeah. yeah so uh i mean we may get pushed back a day or two depending on situations that are outside of our control but uh that's the date we're shooting for and uh, all indications before i came here today was uh that was a good date yeah yep that's perfect man uh-huh. yeah oh look we got a, a caller gregory you're on the food show what's happening man Hey, Justin, it's nice to talk to you. It's so nice to hear from James, especially Al. We don't get to hear enough from him. I'm so excited about what's going on with this new restaurant. And uh, I also wanted to mention, you know, I I had a minor association with your father back in the 80s, and he was a gracious and kind man, bigger than life, I tell you that. And he was a good guy. I actually know you. You know, I made commercials for you guys in the early 80s for Popeyes. <laughs> no <laughs> kidding. How about that? Oh, Showing man, it age. was a lot of fun. Oh, man, 
y'all had a beautiful Popeyes in Lakeside Shopping Center, and I worked at Rubenstein Brothers there. And one time I'm walking there, getting my lunch, and there's a girl saying, hey, you want to be in a Popeyes commercial? And sure enough, I tried out, and I got the gig. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> yeah, very, yeah, very cool. Fun. Yeah, and those were fun commercials, too. They were goofy, and they were good, and they were, and everybody knew what they, you know, you could just hear that theme music. And, and you know, you, you know what it meant. It meant Popeyes. And there was another thing. It was one item that I always loved at Copeland's of New Orleans, and I had never had tasso before. And I remember when your father put that tasso fettuccine on the menu as a side dish. Oh, was that stuff delicious? You could put that stuff on cardboard; it'd be a gourmet meal. Lamborghini that fettuccine. That's it. <laughs> it was named after his car. <laughs> yeah, but I tell you what, um, it's just so nice hearing you talking now. You got to talk more often because I'm so excited about everything that's going on in your life. And uh, and congratulations to your. Uh, to your friend James there. Um, that's uh, quite a job to, you know, keep those recipes rolling. And uh, Justin, always love when you get those for Tom. Always oh, man. I, 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 it's, it's awesome that, that Tom lets me do this. And I always make it sure... Is. I get great people, and uh, what, what certainly did this time. Oh, certainly Al's did. definitely right. the top of the cast, especially yeah. what he's yeah. doing. Thank he's you, guys. He's a good guy, and I know personally. All right, you guys take care. I love you. All Thank right, Greg. You know, my father there, you either loved him or you loved to hate him. <laughs> <laughs> that's when you know you got a good yeah, guy. That's exactly right. Uh, but he was, uh, he, was, he was an awesome man, and I learned a lot of lessons from him. You know, he, he, um, he brought us up right. You know, we didn't, we didn't get, uh, we weren't raised with a silver spoon in our mouth. You know, I mean, I worked really, really hard. I still work really, really hard. And um, to me, that means a lot. My kids, I have five daughters, and they work really, really hard. And when they found out we had a few bucks, they go, Dad, I didn't realize we had any money. You know, and so it's, it's been a way of life, and, and we, we um, you know, it's really about appreciation for life and not being, you know, taking life for granted, taking people for granted. I mean, I always tell my guys, we're in the people business. We just happen to sell food. This is not, uh, this is really about trying to inspire people to be to the best them. And when I see, uh, and my father passed away, I started thinking about legacy, you know. And we were on this planet for just a short while. And whenever you have an opportunity to impact people's lives, we need to do it. And this Al Copeland Foundation, you know, many people are inspired by the stuff that we're doing here, the very focused initiative we have. And it's really about uh, just taking something you believe in and excelling in it because we don't have to do this. We just want to do this. We want to save lives. We want to help people. And we want, I want to see people be the best of them. I think our employees, you know, we have a crew development program that allows them to start at a dishwasher like James did and work his way up to corporate chef. I mean, the sky's the limit to how far you can go. And when you look at it as more than a job but a career opportunity uh, for a company, and it's a local company that you believe in and are doing good for the community, that's a great place to be. That's awesome. Well, look, uh, we're still we're live. We're 105.3 FM HD2. When we get back, we're going to talk more no-lay and a little more Copeland's fried chicken. Back at you. Okay, man. Muchas gracias. You're on the food show. J.W. Kennedy here. We're talking big things. No-lay, baby. <laughs> Opening up right there in the old uh, brick-and-mortar uh, cheesecake bistro location. Look, we got a caller. You're on the food show. Steven, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Doing good, man. Uh, I'm going to, you know, I was in the uh, submarine steak sandwich business on the East Coast before moving to New Orleans. Mm -hmm. And every time I go home, of course, you got to have the submarine steak. And there's one company that makes a Thanksgiving sandwich or 
submarine, different bread, but then your poor boy, every day of the week. Wow. And so maybe I could connect you two up and you, next time you go to the East Coast and go down and spend a day or two of, and see how they do, how it. They do it and make it. Because if, if they're selling it seven days a week, because it's my mother's favorite sandwich, <laughs> so that's what she always gets. So they always have it. So if they're making it seven days a week, they're making money. Where part of the, not having a where part of the East Coast is this? Delaware. Okay. A town called Middletown, but they also have them in Wilmington, which is the top of the state, which is just an hour from Philadelphia, and uh, two hours or so from three hours from New York City. Yeah, yeah. So um, I could probably line you up with uh, with them and and maybe go up and spend a day or two with them. Definitely so, Stephen. You've been doing all right? I've been doing all right. You know, I'm recovering from a quadruple heart bypass, but I'm doing all right. Hey, I'm walking around. <laughs> it's not cancer, but it's, uh, you know, sometimes you wonder if it's not as bad as cancer, but it's, you know, you never know hey, tomorrow if I'm going to wake up or not. But, you know, that's the way it goes in life. I'm 67, so. Well. God bless you, man. Well, thanks for calling, uh, and I'm definitely going to look you up to find that place out. Okay. Thank you. So going back to uh, talking about No Lay, uh, Al Copeland's uh, newest restaurant that's uh, about to open. Al just left, actually, after that was his, he dropped the mic. That was his exit because he has to get back to St. Charles because right now when he left, he was telling me, look, we're still hiring. We're, we're, we're to the end point of hiring for this uh, uh, restaurant, and we need not great. We need wonderful people, people that are just not looking for a job. They're looking to give people an experience. And there's plenty of they're looking for servers, look for the hostesses, and looking for cooks. And he said, if you, you know, there's two ways to go. You can go to copelandsjobs.com, uh, C-O-P-E-L-A-N-D-S, jobs.com and you can apply there but he said the best way to do it if you want to get a job and you you think you fall in that category and the listeners you might not even be the person that wants the job but you probably know someone who really needs one who would fit this great cast of people just go up there you know walk in uh, uh no lay right there on st charles avenue and uh in the carriage house hotel and uh, they're there from 8 to 8 right now, 8 in the morning to 8 in the evening. So you walk in, say you want a job, they'll interview you right there, give you an application. And maybe you might want to be, you might be one of the lucky ones to uh, be a part of this team that's about to run this phenomenal restaurant, uh, you know, in New Orleans. And it's definitely, uh, we've been waiting on it for a long time. So, mm-hmm. uh, James, I'm excited. And, 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 Me too, and, man. and as for you, uh, uh, Chris Lusk is running this. Uh, James runs everything else with the Copeland Group. Uh, Chris Lusk uh, is going to be running this one. Uh, uh, am I wrong or right with No, with you're Al? correct. Yeah. And uh, Chris, he's no stranger to the uh, pot and pan. Uh, awesome he, guy. He's, he's been around, right? His family actually taught him Latin food, and, uh, uh, I mean, he was raised up in it. Yeah, he has an amazing pedigree. I mean, like, he knows his stuff for sure. And, like, like when he when he comes uh, – uh, I, I'm able to to participate uh, in some of his his showings with Al, and generally when when we're in, we're in the uh, the swing of things, I'm showing food to Al two or three times a week, uh, regardless of what's going on. So like I had I kind of had to hand over my time slot to Chris, and 
uh, happily to do so because like some of the stuff he's been bringing in has been awesome. Yeah. And we get to talk about some of the other places he's he's worked at, like Revolution and yeah. some of these other places, and he's just amazing. I was with a couple of guys in here from from Chris Montero with the Ralph Brennan Group. He runs Napoleon House, but he used mm-hmm. to run Baco. Tori McPhail with Commander's Palace, and they were telling me, man, you know, uh, with Revolution, you know, uh, there was some, you know, uh, John Foles, which is a phenomenal chef. Love but, that place. But John Foles, he, you know, he, he's put his time in. He's not mm-hmm. going to be in there uh, grinding out uh, day in, day out in that kitchen. Uh, uh, but he put it together. But Chris was the man in that kitchen putting the food out, you know, and uh, it just shows, you know, what a great restaurant that is. Yeah. He's been a Caribbean room as well, and uh, – He's also running the steakhouse at Harris, mm-hmm. and uh, he's—I guess he—he's uh, natural, uh, just like Copeland. He can—he—he does—he's—he's a—he's not just a one-trick pony. He can do a couple of things, and this—it's uh, going to be awesome. Uh, the the fresh food he puts out in LA, I'm looking—I'm looking forward to it. I'll definitely be one of the first ones there in line. But you, James, uh, you got your hands full—not not. not uh, just with uh, Mirepoix, but Copeland's as well. And Copeland's, if you haven't been there in a while, buddy, get in your car, drive down there. My fa- Everybody has a favorite Copeland's. Uh, you know, my my favorite Copeland's, I'm just going to say, my favorite, I mean, is the one in Kenner. You know, it's just it's just the one I, I, I like. It's, it's mm-hmm. no reason why. It just feels like home. And uh, and it's probably the I think one of one of the what there's one in, in locally there's one in that uh, one in Harahan Harahan yeah right have one on on uh, Manhattan Boulevard right now and uh, the nearest ones after that are in Slidell on Gauze uh, in Covington and then you yeah. got Homa and other places I like think that. the why the reason why I stray to the one in Kenner is just because that uh, that I feel like if anyone need I mean the the uh, the mall mm-hmm. the mall's closed halfway right so there's you don't have that mall traffic it's just naturally drifting in. So if right. I want to support one, I, I mean, they're all great. Support anyone you want to, mm-hmm. but that's the one I'll support personally. Yeah. Uh, uh, but uh, Cheesecake Bistro, uh, it has closed on St. Charles, but there are Cheesecake Bistros still around if you want yeah, that barbecue. Yeah, we, we, still, have, we still have one in, uh, in Baton Rouge uh, on Blue Bonnet in front of the mall. Right. Um, and we also have one in uh, Bossier City that is uh, – <laughs> I guess we like to put those in front of malls because that, that's like an open-air wa- walking mall. Um, and, uh, yeah, those are two Cheesecake Beach locations. Yeah, yeah. So what are you doing? So what I'm saying is I, I, I know co- you work the menus. I saw you when I first met you up there in uh, uh, the test kitchen just doing you – were, you were telling me you were putting a new menu. Yeah, this was a year and a half, two years ago. You've probably done <laughs> right. five new menus since then. We know we know where to do uh, two menu changes a year to try to take advantage of the seasons and, you know, prices and stuff. So Yeah, but it's never, you know, always have the classic. What's some classic favorites you can look at on uh, that people look for? It's been going there since for 35 shrimp years. Shrimp pasta, bayou broccoli, cra- crab and shrimp alfredo. Uh, hot crab claws. Some of the things you just think of, like when you say Copeland's, like you, you can't know, change. You can't change. You don't want to, you know. And the fried chicken. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm not gonna say. I'm not. I, I don't know if I can say that, but uh, I don't know. I would go to Copeland's. Uh, I don't know the Copeland's fried chicken. I guess. I guess there's a reason. Uh, you know, we, y'all have Popeyes because <laughs> uh, it's 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 great. You know, the, the fried chicken's best. Ever, that's my that's my favorite. Like, I mean, like that was developed uh, a few years ago. It's a relatively new new dish, but um, I, I just like it for the fact that it's it's something that's not sitting around. It's made fresh for you. It's, it even says on the menu, "Please wait 15 minutes." 
it's marinated overnight, it's battered right then and there, and it's made fresh just for you. It's not sitting around in a heat lamp anywhere. Yeah. So, like, you guarantee to get, like, a good hot fried and, chicken. And it's not that. like just one thing about fried chicken, it's not like a you know you're selling it, so you probably, I mean, there's probably three or four dedicated fryers to fried chicken back there just pumping it out. because When we get busy, yeah. And they, they fry to order. They don't have fried chicken sitting under a light and mm-hmm. waiting for you to be, you, it doesn't get dropped until you, uh, until you order it. And definitely the, the fried chis- chicken and the biscuits, you know, even though that's an old staple, how, how Big Al got started, definitely mm-hmm. uh, still a fixture in-house at Copeland's of New Orleans. Right. Those biscuits... Uh, like I said, I broke a biscuit up and put it in, <laughs> put it in that uh, uh, corn, corn and crab bisque. Bisque, and it was off the off the hook. What's some of the new things or some of the good things that favorite things that you've come up with, and just some of the things going on at Copeland's new that right. you you wouldn't expect? Well, like uh, so, Lint's rolling around. We we just got started with that just after Mardi Gras, so we have our seafood promo going on at both Copeland's and Cheesecake Bistro locations. Uh, some things you might not expect. We have a uh, I kind of took a little inspiration from Chris and Nole. So we have a blackened catfish taco with a uh, crumbled uh, cotilla cheese and a grilled cucumber and corn salsa. Uh, we have a crab stuffed soft shell crab with a corn and scallion pancake and a citrus gastrique is phenomenal. Um, we wouldn't even have considered uh, doing something like that in the past. It's something that we decided to play with this time around. Uh, we have a in quotations, a grilled oyster pasta. We took a... Yeah, um, you got to explain that. We took, we took a Louisiana oysters, and they're like nice, big, plump oysters, and uh, saute them in a lot of garlic and garlic butter, and then we kind of finish it off in a sauce that has, you know, some of the flavors that you would think about when you're talking about grilled oysters. So we have a little bit of smoke in there, some Worcestershire. And uh, so we put those, those oysters on top of a pasta, put like your your charbroiled cheese on top of it and just bake it until they get brown and bubbly. So it's like, <laughs> it's like charbroiled oysters on top of pasta. That, that's the idea behind it. And then you got some, uh, some bread. That's happening right now. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. We can Jeez, go after the show. I'll take you there right now. Dude, that's insane. <laughs> and, um, another item we have, uh, like a, a, a seafood ravioli. It was just kind of a throw off. We have, uh, uh, four cheese ricotta ravioli with sauteed shrimp and oysters, tomatoes and mushrooms, and like light cream tomato sauce. On top of that, and uh, they're selling like gangbusters already. Yeah, yeah. I, like I said, just a couple of months ago, I tried. I went there and strayed away from the chicken, and I, mm-hmm. and I got a steak. And it's just how Al talked about the steaks. I had that. I guess I, I, you, what was it called? The the butterfly sirloin. I mean, it was uh, steak, steak le bougere. Man, steak that le was good. It had some kind of wine sauce or something. Some kind of mm-hmm. sweet sauce. Uh, well, I think you might be talking about um, our, our steak frites. Like, so we had like that's a, it. Yeah, it no, like that a, was it. Was like it. a mushroom demi glace. Oh a little man, that yeah. was sickly good. <laughs> that was good, man. I, I, I bit a piece of my fingernail off trying to get <laughs> a little of that meat. But uh, yeah, what you, what you, what y'all are doing is awesome, man. And, Thank you. And, and and it has to be so cool to be working for uh, the company. How is Al? He's gone. He's not here right now. How is Al? Is he all right to work for? Yes, he he seems like an all right guy. When yes, I, you he know. is. I mean, he, he, ha- he has his ideas of what he wants to do, and, like, sometimes you have to dig to find that. Like, he has a notion of where he wants to go. Some of the ideas, like, how am I going to pull that off, Al? Yeah, you know, <laughs> and, you know, your job is to say yes and then go find it. And, you know, my hat's off to Chris. He had to do that for no lay this entire time. Like, Al had an idea of what he wanted to do. It wasn't, like, a, a fully formed thing. So they had to go find the way together. And 
you know, I, I look at him across the room and he's working. I see him. I was like, I, I feel your pain. I know what you're going through, but mm. but this is the gig, you know. How is the, re- I mean, the restaurant just, uh, is it, is it, have you seen it? Have you been in there? Is it, I know uh, it's been on construction. I think I'm going to see it for the first time on the, on the what? VIP night. Yeah. Like they're waiting, they're waiting to hold everybody back, you know, until, until it's time for the big reveal. And I, I've never seen it from, from that perspective. You know, I've seen the background work. I've seen some of the food. I've seen the menus. I've seen, you know, the, the recipes and I've seen all the ideations and everything, but I haven't seen the actual physical space yet. I know what it was like before because I worked there. I was a manager at, at Cheesecake Bistro b- before. And um, so I, I know the idea of the building and, and the uh, the hotel and everything. But I've, I feel like I'm, I'm kind of wanting to see it as I'm a ex- guest I'm for the really first time. curious because I went there. Uh, uh, I went to Cheesecake, I mean, not even a year ago. And uh, that is a – it has a big footprint. It does. That it restaurant. Really does, yeah. And just, to, I, I know it's, you're going to walk in and it's just going to knock your socks off. It's going to be totally different. I know the vibe's just going to be insane. So, yeah. definitely, definitely looking forward to that. Now, said he's shooting for, shooting maybe, maybe for uh, next week, late next mm-hmm. week. They, they've been through training. Like, they, they, they've, they've been kicked off training, I think, since last weekend. Uh, you know, just the initial starts up at the restaurant, getting everything put away and everything. And they, they, they've been in training, so they're going to go straight through. Until that that opening day, they're going to do their their mock services, their VIP party, a soft opening, and grand opening, and that's the twenty eighth. So, uh, uh, so that's no lay, y'all. Uh, be looking for it. Latin restaurant uh, by uh, Chris Luskin, uh, of course, Al Copeland Jr. It's uh, right there on St. Charles Avenue, where the old Cheesecake Bistro used to be. You can still get your Cheesecake Bistro fix uh, in Bossier City, and you can get it right up the road in. Uh, in Baton, Baton Rouge. Rouge, okay, and Copeland's New Orleans is uh, forget about it. They're all they're all around. I know there's one in Harahan, and my f- one of my favorites is the one over there in Kenner on West Esplanade. And it, Al, and Al has something to up his sleeve for like right here in New Orleans as well. What? Yeah, coming up soon. What's happening? Talking about uh, a location in, on Spanish Plaza. Spanish so it's Plaza. It's gonna be right here, right here on your footprint. Spanish Plaza is right there on the river, right? Is it? Is it right there, the Riverwalk? Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's gonna be off. You know what, Copens? Uh, I, I thought when they closed Cheesecake, they were gonna put a Copens there, because I want to see a Copens back in. That was New one. Of, that was one of the plans. Like we went through a lot of plans, and we've been talking about that, about what to do with that space for a while. And uh, that was one of the plans, and we've always said there needs to be a Copeland's in New Orleans, and this is where the Spanish Plaza comes in at. So uh, I think we went the right way with doing the, with uh, opening No Lay because I think he's right. It, it fits a uh, it fits a space that has been vacant for a while, and now we're going to fill another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's going to be awesome, and that space right there—it's a lot of outdoorsy, right? There's mm-hmm. a lot of outdoor seating, mm-hmm. right on the river, man. Mm-hmm. A lot good views. Yeah. Oh man, I can see me drinking a, a <laughs> glass of wine and eating and, and, and diving into a, a bowl of uh, corn and crass biscuit with uh, some crumbled biscuits and some <laughs> crispy Copeland spicy fried chicken. Man, my mouth's watering all over. Tom, you're gonna have to wash this microphone, man. I'm, I'm drooling all <laughs> over it. But uh, I'm gonna make you a steak freeze for old times' sake. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Mirepoix, yes, I, I know you're doing something. Uh, have Have you? It's so, how do you spell Mirepoix? Mirepoix, spelled M R M I R E P O I X. 
Mirepoix. And that's that's the, is that that's the Creole Trinity? Is is that what that means? Well, so so Mirepoix is is the French version of the Cajun Trinity. Like so, in, in French cooking, when you it's, it's shorthand when you say I need a Mirepoix, you don't have to explain what that is. Right. It's it's a onion, celery, and carrots. The cop the 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 Cajun Creole version of that is the Cajun Trinity. That's onion, celery, and bell pepper. So, like, when you're making, like, a chicken stock, for instance, you reach for a mirepoix. Right, 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 you right. Know, if you're making gumbo, you reach for a trinity. So the snow lay is new. Mirepoix is also new. Have you done a catering job yet? I've done many catering jobs for Copeland's, you know, like, I, as, as a Copeland chef doing Copeland's events. Like, we, we've done, as before mentioned, the Lymphomaniacs one. We've done a number of, of events at Mardi Gras World. Right. And, I remember far back when I was when I was a cook. I mean, we even did the governor's match in once. Like That's we've done, awesome. we've done a lot of events, but none officially as, as a offsite catering company. It's always just been an extension of Copeland's. And it's just because it's that it's that new. Yeah, it's that accessible too. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's exciting, man. What's yeah. what's something you're uh, anything new with uh, you know working on the menu for Mirepoix? You're excited the, to blow the, somebody's mind the with. The thing that I'm excited about the most on Mirepoix is that like it's wide open. The the menu there is no like physical menu. It's wide open. I can again I can reach for for something we've done in the past. I can tweak it my own way. Um, I can create new dishes to fit a, uh, a client's uh, feel or what they want for their event. I can do whatever I want as long as it fits that parameter. Yeah. You know? So that's kind of what I'm the most excited about. And it's never a different day, you know? Right. Can you cook kosher? Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's going to happen. You're going to you're going to get you're going to have to get it blessed by a rabbi one day, man. <laughs> you know, that's 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 catering. It's it's. I've just talked to people in the catering business, especially right. this one guy I was talking to him in movie catering. It's just mm-hmm. they have so much fun because it's just a different day, a different challenge, and that's what makes it fresh right. and fun. And when you deliver food and you bring it to people, it's just a whole different, whole different ball game. But yeah. uh, man, it's been a great show. You know, just talking about the life and legacy of Al Copeland Sr. Uh, what Al Jr.'s son is. Uh, has rolled out from Big Al doing Popeyes to Copeland's in New Orleans, and and that's still going strong over mm-hmm. 35 years. And then, uh, you know, to you, James, uh, being at the helm of that, and and, and so many other things with Mirepoix and uh, and 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 No Lay just opening up around the corner. It's it's absolutely amazing. So thanks for coming on the show. Thank you very much. Tom and Marianne, thanks for having me on the show. It's Justin Kennedy, JW from Parkway Bakery, signing off. See you next time. This is the food show, baby. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.